welcome to Real Rap with Reynolds Teacher Talk with your host, C.J. Reynolds. What this is, is essentially, it is a space for teachers to come on, share what they're thinking, feeling, what's going on in their life, get help from me, get help from those of you that are in the comment section, um, which is not working right now on my computer. There we go. There it is. Uh, so look, this is not just about me. It's about the community of educators that come together online to like help each other out. And I think the most fun part about this is that we wouldn't know each other otherwise if it wasn't for social media. And so I just did a talk in New York the other day about the positive effects of social media and what that has done for teachers like myself and all of you. So thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, I just like people being on here. Um, so I'm going to jump into questions in a moment, but I'm really, I'm really just biding time because my wife is on a phone call and I'm waiting for her because I can't figure out how to look up questions and talk at the same time because I don't know how to do more than one thing at once. Um, what's up, Miss Calls Campers? Kimberly Wallback, I see you on there. Uh, playing the blind card, which is still one of the best names on the internet. Uh, Michelle, Haley, it's look, I love seeing the same people on here again and again. Uh, Virginia, I was just talking to somebody today in North Carolina about maybe doing a talk down there later this year. Uh, so that could be awesome. Um, yeah, so look, on the front end of this, I just want to let everyone to know in case you're new, in case you haven't thought about it, um, there's a lot that goes into this, it's all the free YouTube content. There's also a closed Facebook group for those of you that don't know. So if your question doesn't get answered here, if you go to Real Rap with Reynolds Teacher Talk on Facebook, there is like something like 1,100 people in the group now that are teachers from all over the world, all different subjects, you know, folks that are just still in college for education, people that have retired that are were in education. And so the good of that is that you can go onto this closed group and get help with that. Stuff. Are you closing the windows? Because the church bells that are always sounding um it, it is beautiful unless they just keep playing the same song all the time and i'm like bro come on man let's change it up i don't know this one so you can go on there it's completely free but it's a closed group meaning like there are no companies advertising to you there are no teach or no students no parents on there so that's all good stuff for you um we also run a mentoring service you get mentored by brody uh, a mentoring service where it's a like a paid thing where you come on. Um, I mentor you privately for 30 to 60 minutes a week. And then we talk about everything from your lesson plans to your toxic teacher problems to how to get classroom management down, uh, how to create classroom procedures that are like authentic to you. And that's something else. And then if you're interested in having me come speak at your school, that's another thing that I do. Doing a lot of things these days. People got more stuff brewing. Um, as soon as we get to the point where there's more stuff to be done. So that's my spiel. Uh, go ahead. And if you have questions, you can put them in on the side there and I'd be more than happy to, to answer any questions that you have. Nothing's off the table. Um, I just literally spent the whole day doing emails, um, and trying to plow through emails. So there were a lot of heavy emails I've been putting off that people like asking for tons of resources or, or any number of, of things that I just can't answer by typing for two minutes. It's like a long, involved process. So that was that. Um, what's up, Unicorns Rock? 
Uh, let's see. You got that? Oh, you're not keeping your eye out because I oh. see Kimberly Wallback up, yeah. up in there with a the question. Yeah, um, Kimberly is asking, thoughts on whether you should give teacher gifts as a long-term sub or pet? Uh, like two? Wait, I don't understand. Are you the long-term sub paraprofessional or – Look, I look. I, either way, I think giving gifts is a great idea. Uh, I don't ever receive any gifts because I'm a high school teacher, and we all know that we don't get anything. But that being said, uh, I think when I student taught, I was sure to give a gift to the teacher that that helped me. Um, when I have had students come and observe for long periods of time, I've often like gifted them a book or something like that, and I, I find that. Just making like a simple handwritten card and a book is a lot, right? It's just something thoughtful, something to note the moment. Um, I've given like other students have come in like journals. And I, so I think that what that does is teaching is a really thankless job in a lot of ways, right? And, and no one is patting you on the back. No one's telling you a good job. So for someone to take a moment, to mark that time and to give you something, I just think is a good move no matter what. Wait a I minute. I think she's I she's think a long-term she, sub. She's the long-term sub, but in the classroom, I think she's talking about giving teacher gifts to the students. Oh. Right? Because that's like elementary school. Like everybody posts on Instagram like their little gifts to their students for the end of the year. And oh. remember our kids get little things. Yeah, I think look, I mean, if you can swing it, I mean, I don't know what this has looked like for you monetarily and what that's going to cost you. If you can't do it, I wouldn't say that's a recommendation. Like kids are fine. Um, but I think it's always something nice. Like arts Brody got gifts yesterday. They, uh, but like you can even just even writing tutor, that. Not even, it wasn't his teacher or anything. Yeah. It's his tutor. He sees her every morning, five days a week. And she got him a book, which yeah. is great. And, lovely. and I think, but you could just write, Cards also would be really nice, sweet thing to like note things about certain students would be really great. Um, what else am I looking uh, at here? Kimberly Wallback asked, where are you speaking next? Uh, where am I speaking next? I'm speaking with Bridget from the Lettered Classroom and Michelle from Pocketful of Primary. The three of us are giving a presentation together at the ISTE conference in Pennsylvania or right in Philly. And so it's... Uh, about the benefits of social media, like the similar to the talk I just gave last weekend in New York City. Um, but it is, it's going to be cool because I've never, I've all, I've presented with someone before. I presented with, was it just Darren? Is he yes. the only other person I've ever presented yeah. with? And then that was, that was last year at ISTE. And then this year I thought it would be fun to rope those two women in because I really just love and respect them. And because well, they're um, far away either. Yeah. And they're close. Like Bridget is like right in Pennsylvania and Michelle is in Maryland. So we're going to, uh, we have a call tonight, actually. We are Skyping this evening after this and then to kind of work some of that stuff out. So it's exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped to do it with them. And then next you have a Hive Summit, which is digital online. Yeah, and then and some other one. I, there's, oh, yeah. Well, the Hive Summit, I'm doing a Hive Summit too, which is like, a, it's a B metaphor. Um, my friend Michael Matera is putting it on and it's a bunch of authors from the world of like Dave Burgess, who's that, who's the Teach Like a Pirate guy. So they created this online summit that I believe the entire thing is free and you can just go right on hivesummit.com and you can look it up and it's awesome. 
So it looks like a really great idea. Michelle's in that as well. Yes, and the Teach Better conference in November. Teach Better's in November. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of, I have like a lot of PDs, which aren't open to the public. They're just like schools hire me to come in and do like professional development for the day. Um, I, had one where I, I feel like my energy, you can tell that I totally just woke up from a nap. I do these things called uncomfortable naps in the afternoon where I take a nap that is uncomfortable so that I am not afraid to wake up afterwards. And I laid on top of a beanbag on my stomach. I looked like a dead turtle on a rock. And man, uh, now I feel some type of way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Misty Lee is asking, I'm just starting teaching. I've been substituting English for a while. Wondering how you reach high school kids and gain their respect quickly. Thank you. I think by one, being consistent and two, showing them that you care. And what that can look like is whatever your rules and procedures are, they're the same all the time um, without fail. The flip of that is to uh, all the class. So like, so I would be visible as much as possible when kids are coming into school, when they're leaving school, when you're in the hallway, when they're going to lunch, like be visible, try, try to interact with students as much as possible outside of class. And that will help you win inside of class every single time. Uh, wow. That's a real YouTube name, profile name. Let's procrastinate was the name of my morning so uh that's a very interesting name many recent the question many resources are targeted for elementary and middle school where high school teachers find more resources um i just a couple off the top of my head are i think scholastic and i did do a deal with them recently but this is besides me just doing a deal with them scholastic uh magazine they also do oh let me just share this neighbor gardens in his underwear all the time and currently my man's out here in his underwear bending over picking weeds it's a little distracting it's distracting we're doing a live feed and my buddy's out here i mean he's not he's got boxers on so there are some kind there of are like some shorts. boxer briefs right there <laughs> they are the brief version of boxer shorts anyway i think scholastic has a lot of different stuff it's relevant it's up to date so like they're upfront magazine. Um, they have online content and print content. It's really good. And so they're worth checking out. I think if you type into Google, I forget what the actual website's called. Type in New York Times lesson plans. The New York Times creates lesson plans in which they take like video, print, um, other websites. They, they have secondary sources that they pair together with things for all different content areas. And that's really, really great resource as well. And then there's a... There's an outdated looking website, but I still think it's one of my favorites. Teachers.net is Harry Wong's website. Harry Wong's the uh, <clears throat> first day of school guy. Um, Harry Wong has a website. And if you go on there, you can go find the lessons. And then I, I found in my first year teaching that those were really, really helpful. Uh, and then Discovery has lesson plans also. So if you look, type in like discovery.com slash lesson plans or types of in discovery lesson plans it'll take you to that site as well and that's four really great re places to find like meaningful up-to-date stuff that like is relevant to your students and is on that high school and middle school level good answers mm -hmm. are you writing down over there taking mm -hmm. secret notes i am what's going on mm -hmm. in sharpie <laughs> all right um here no, I'm waiting for my next one, yo. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Unicorn Rocks is saying, get a giant blow up fist for fist bumps. Yes, that's not a question. Oh, did she have a question at the oh, top? I'm sorry. Oh, that is a really great idea. Where do we get those from? Five below? No, I'm Dollar spot? Target? I forget. Target. 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 Target? All right. They're like not so dollar, dollar spot. Oh, yeah. That's where we get giant blow up boxing gloves and fist bump kids in the hallways. Uh, Unicorns is asking, how many of you are on summer vacation already? And how much time do you have left? So I'm te- I'm not technically done. Um, I have grades are not due until tomorrow night, but my grades are already done. I think I have like I have to go pick up like three finals at school that kids came in that were off for Eid last week, which is like the uh, culmination of Ramadan. And so they missed my final, and so I have to go and grade those. But that's quick. All my comments are already done. All of my other grades are already done. I do need to pack up my classroom, but I plan on shooting in my classroom this summer. So that's not even really going to happen. And because they always tell me they're going to paint my classroom and then they don't. So it's like, why well, just take all this stuff down if you weren't really going to do it? So I just don't do it anymore. And, um, but we are done. We have graduation Tuesday and then a really quick meeting on Wednesday. And that's it. You good? Um, so yeah. But I have friends. Vivette's not done till like the 26th or something like that. I saw someone say that they have like three weeks left. I know that's like June 28th. I know. Good grief. God bless. I know. Those poor teachers. Go. Thanks, Colorado. Glare off of this. Yeah, there's a lot of glaring going on tonight. Crazy. I'm going to look up my own question. I don't think there are any. You're helping our children. I just said I don't think there are any. Um, I don't, there's no questions. This never happens. It's because it's summertime. Everyone's already on break. Everyone took off. They were like, not here. Even Tracy Pinter was away. And the people that have three weeks left, they're like, no, I don't want to do anything. How do I survive? So let me ask you this in the comment section. What is, uh, an activity that when it comes to the end of the year, when all things are done, that you do that you find engages students to help them like not lose their minds at the end of the year. Uh, there's a lot of teachers I've talked to that when their grades are done, when finals are finished, they still have a week or two left of school where it's like, you're, I don't know how you incentivize that, but it sounds like said, the worst. Chicago public school goes until the end of June. I have weeks left. Aww. Yeah. Sorry, bro. That's wild. Michael. And I guarantee they go back the same time as us. I don't know why that is. It's public school, though. Like, oh. Philly counts hours. So we win because Philly counts hours. And they don't count, um, they don't count, what am I thinking of? Days. So we just get more stuff. You get less time. Um. Uh, Joanne Markov is asking, she's saying, will you vlog the homeschooling experience? Uh, talk about your curriculum. Ooh. Nope. No? <laughs> I don't know. That's interesting. It's an interesting thought, but, but I feel like it leaves me vulnerable and open to a lot. It's the internet. You can make it sound any way you want. I, I know, but I don't want to be criticized for like I like nobody else knows my children that are that are watching yeah. that. Nobody knows my kids like I would. 
And the beauty of homeschooling is really being able to tailor it towards my children's needs. And I don't want to open myself up for judgment of other people because especially my public school experience was so arduous that I was, I was, everything was scrutinized, especially because I fought with the school district. Everything we did was scrutinized and I kind of don't want that right now. So it makes me, it makes me nervous for that. So I would say to that, I think that's interesting, but I think, in being online for the last two plus years, I have so seldom run into someone who was I know. We just all mean lovely viewers. Really, that like it's only been supportive. It's so, and the people that are that hate, like, so there's a couple of, of videos that we get that I get like a lot of hate on. It's either my classroom management video where I talk about squirting kids with water pistols and putting tape in their hair and stuff like that. Um, which I just watched again today because I had to send it to somebody uh-huh. where I say, you should not do this. I know. There's always a copy like, at don't, the end. You don't do this. Don't it. just do it and think you can do it. And someone will go, that's inappropriate. That. <laughs> or I said uh, in there, don't take students. I said, don't take, or when you have a problem with a student, take them into the hallway and have a one-on-one conversation with them. Yeah. It, it takes away the audience and gives you this one-on-one time with the student shows that you care. And they go, you can't have a student alone in your room. That's like uh, people are going to think. What do they say? It opens yourself for sexual uh, accusations, sexual abuse accusations, or something. Yeah, something I'm like, like that. I didn't, I didn't even say in the classroom. <laughs> I said in the hallway for that, that very reason. The thing that's interesting to me about that is like the, the hate that we have gotten have has been from people that didn't watch all the way, yeah. right? Yeah. The bathroom video is another one. The bathroom pass video, I got a lot of angry comments on that one, and I just think that that is. It's because people don't watch the whole thing. So I just we'll see. Say, we'll it's, see. It's a good point of of I'm sure it'd be really interesting for a lot to of think people. about. Yeah. Yeah. We'll think about it. <laughs> it doesn't benefit any of the folks on here necessarily, but no. like it's a whole new audience. Yeah. Uh what am I doing? This one? Yep. Uh Carol Meadows is asking, what are the longest time from interview to being hired that you have experienced? Mm-hmm. So I have not had a long time i've been so i've applied for three jobs in my life and i've gotten eh, that's not technically true i applied for four one i never heard back from um and i shouldn't have like the guy that got the job was a harvard graduate and i graduated from camden county college in new jersey so it doesn't really measure up all the time but the other three jobs that i applied for four jobs man there was another one there was that job that i got where i went to uh we were going to Africa and I told him I couldn't take the job because we were going to immediately. Look, I, I think that's neither here nor there. I've, I've been offered quickly, but two of those places have been in locations that I everyone wants to teach in. I think the way around that is as soon as you walk in the door from an interview, whether it went good or bad, get into the practice of writing a handwritten note to whomever was there. Right. So like if you can, Find out their names, write down their names. So if there were four people interviewing you, two people, one person, write cards to those individuals and say, hey, thanks so much for like letting me come in for an interview. It was really glad. I was really nice to meet you. That sort of thing. A next step that I've never actually talked about, but in our school, when you go for an interview, a student first takes you on a tour of the school. They show you like the different facilities. They tell you where they learn, where like how the day goes and stuff like that. 
I would even find out that student's name and write them a card as well. And so what you're doing is creating a buzz about yourself and putting yourself back on the radar of the school without just writing an email or, or calling or something like that. But it's like a nice reminder that like, hey, I'm out here and I'm, you know, doing good stuff. I appreciate it. And, you know, uh, I appreciate you taking time to see me. I just think that that works really well. I would say handwritten or typed on a typewriter, not typed on a computer because that just looks like you're mass producing them. I like to type on a typewriter one. That's a good idea. Um, my buddy Unicorns Rock is asking, you've mentioned before that you write your lesson plans in your head. As this, At this point, do you have the option of digital planning versus handwriting it out? Uh, yeah, so my lesson planning, I, have I done this already? Have I explained this? This is what my lesson planning looks like. That's pretty much it. It's me on the way to school thinking about what I'm gonna teach. Here's how I can get away with that. First of all, I've been teaching the same thing for like almost 15 years. Like next year will be my 15th year teaching. If you do anything for 15 years, you don't have to think about it. If you've been making the same recipe for 15 years, you just have to go, wait, what do we have in the refrigerator? What do I need to pick up at the store? Okay, you don't have to like pull the recipe out. Like you know that thing like the back of your hand. I, if I don't have to look at another resource for Lord of the Flies for the rest of my life, now, I do come up with new ideas that I have to look up and see if like, oh, that's a good like connection point. Like I might see like a new movie or a new TV show or hear about a book or a secondary source, like like some sort of secondary material that I can pull in and that I might have to look up. But like overall, it's just me thinking about it. Then all I do for lesson planning is I take I go to I think it's like date time and date dot com or something like that. They have free printable uh, sheets. And I just plug in all the dates on the sheet. And then I plug in all the days that I am not in school, right? So there's like a meeting, there's election day, there's something going on. Then I break down the, the reading into sizable chunks. So say like between five, 15 or 20 uh, page chunks that I want my students to read depending on the day. And then I reverse engineer it. So like, how long would it get take me to get through the book if we did it like with these page chunks every day? Then as long as that fits into a five-week window, that's how long every unit takes, then I know how much I have to read every day. And then I just come up with the lesson that I want to teach every Monday and how that's going to work out as an assessment on Friday. And so that's so one week it's imagery, one week it's setting, one week it's conflict. And then we sort of deep dive into that as the year goes on, as we talk about those different things terms with every single book and that's that's an oversimplification but that's like that's how i get started in doing that i did used to do it on a google doc but it just was like i didn't like the way it looked i like pen on paper and i also like writing like if you see my handwriting like i care what my writing looks like I and i like that act of doing that as well good answer thanks yes. um Melissa, my wife tells me that she doesn't listen to me all the time because she's busy reading comments, which is good, but lonely sometimes. Um, Melissa is asking, do you normally stop the broadcast during the summer because of lower involvement or do you plan on keeping going? Look, I have, this is, I do get lower involvement in the summer, um, but I am going to keep doing it this year. And I think part of that is that some folks are teaching summer school. Some folks are getting ready to teach for the first time next year. So look, if 10 people show up every week, 
I'm down to do it. Like that's enough for me to be able to do this. And I'm not sure what that will look like if the numbers really dwindled, but like, I don't know, maybe that looks like just doing a Skype call with people or something every week. I don't, I don't are know. We gonna, um, are we gonna do a teacher talk? Not next Sunday. Is it next Sunday? Is oh, next Sunday's Father's Day and your birthday. Probably not. Next Sunday we probably won't do it because it's Father's Day and it's my wife's my wife's turn. Of Forty care. next week. Uh, I know, but I realized that that's like a social weird thing to tell people how old you are. Like I, I wouldn't want people to know that I was thirty-five because that's weird. Because <laughs> it's not true either. But uh, so yeah, next week we'll probably be at the Jersey Shore because that's where we go every year for my wife's birthday. That's she loves the shore. Um, that would be cool. Skype call with everyone. Um, Mackenzie Greenwood is asking, teacher and training here, what are your thoughts on the practice? Uh, I think it's a necessary evil. I don't think that it lets anybody know that anybody's good at stuff. I think it shows that you were able to take a test on stuff. I failed the practice two the first time. Past practice one. Went back for the second one, but I was going to Puerto Rico later that day for like two weeks to go surfing and stuff. And so I didn't do so good on that one. Ooh, that glare is especially bright tonight. Um, so I just didn't do well. But, you know, I think it's one of those things you just have to like kind of get through. And once you get through it, then you're fine. You don't have to worry about it anymore. I don't think it's necessarily necessary. It's like, I have a degree, bro. Like, what do I need to take? Like, I graduated from college, and now I take your $200 test. What you got? Uh, Mackenzie's asking, any tips on taking the practice? Also, thoughts on them as a whole. So I answered the second one. Um, so look, let me throw it out to you all. Does anyone, so it's been a very long time since I've taken the practice. I'm not even certain if it looks exactly the same way anymore. Does anyone, has anyone taken it recently that you felt like it was really like beneficial? And uh, Mackenzie, if you don't get answers on here, if you go to Real Rapid, the Reynolds teacher talk on Facebook, I'm certain if you put that question out there, you will get 20 answers on that easily. Like the people that are on there, they almost seem hungry to answer questions. Like literally every single question on there has a slew of long, thoughtful responses. And it is, like, incredible. Dave Dunsavage, I think, just sits there and answers everybody's question on there. Dave Dunsavage is the guy that I met a few years ago. I went to Italy for a teacher trip, like a teacher training, and Dave ended up sitting next to me on the plane, and we just hit it off, and we became really good friends, and we're still friends. But now he's on Teacher Talk on Facebook, and he answers, like, everybody's question, and he's really thoughtful and nice and earnest. He's just a great dude. Uh, I don't This is Der Kaiser. I, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, question I wanted to ask was, what are your best traits and habits that you're – best performing students have? I, I think that's a good question. So what are my, what are the best traits of the students that do the best? I think students that do the best ask questions. So there's definitely a correlation between students that sit in the front, just do better. And there's some sort of scientific study that I think it's like, I forget where it's either in the front left or the front right. Studies show that students that sit there for whatever reason do better. I think students that show up prepared, like they have, like they're ready to go, are do better. 
and students that ask questions that go beyond like, is this going to be on the test, but actually are willing to engage with the information and with the conversation. It's just a better class, right? Like, so if you think about anyone you've ever had to have a conversation with and anyone you wanted to have a conversation with, the, the flow of that conversation is just different. And I think that that is just that, or those three things are, are really it. So I, I was listening to a podcast not too long ago by Jocko Willink, and Jocko Willink was saying that when he went back to college after he was in the Marines, he treated it like it was a mission. Like he didn't just have one sharpened pencil on his desk. He like, I find that students that are able to get into that space and not, I mean, they're not like little soldiers or anything, but like they just do better. And I, and I really appreciate that kind of stuff. And as a, and I think when students act like that, when they perform in that way, it encourages the teacher to want to like, like dig also, because you teach give up and up hope because there's, they feel like the students don't care. And so I, I think that there's something to, um, that's teacher and student involvement that helps teachers to do a better job in the classroom as well. Uh, Luis is asking random question. You're left-handed. I am left-handed. Thanks for noticing. Uh, I am left-handed too. Your writing is awesome. My kids think that mine is atrocious. Any tips on what steps I can take to have better penmanship and not, is that <laughs> Unabomber? Is that like, like crazy, like psycho killer handwriting? Uh, look, I don't know how I got nice handwriting. My mom had nice handwriting and this is part of why I think it was, is that my mom had really beautiful penmanship. And when she would write things as a kid for me to copy, I just learned how to copy like that. And then I just enjoyed, I enjoy the feeling of like making certain letters and writing certain things out. So it takes me a long time to write you stuff. Look like your, your arm. Oh, but, and I look like my hand got broken because I wrote like this. I write like I have a claw. <laughs> I think my hand was mangled in a tractor. It was just like, but that's how I, I do it. Um, so I don't, I don't know that I have an answer for that, but I do have nice penmanship. It's to a, just copy. Like, you know why I write like that? Like, to be honest, paper, though. when you start writing with pen in, in sixth grade, they made us yeah, write with track. erasable pen and your hand would drag across the page and then it would just smear. And it made me so aggravated. So I had to start learning how to write. So my hand was actually on top of my handwriting I know, and even now so i hate on when i open a, a notebook writing on the right side when your hand is like kind of up on the hump it's so friggin' annoying so every notebook in our house is written upside down either upside down or i write diagonal, diagonal. on the page yeah it's so annoying to me That's genius no That's it's genius annoying. level but they're gonna look back when they're like the throwing my ocd uh, Stuart McGregor is asking, I'm nearly at the end of my first year. Stuart, first of all, let's just note that. It's amazing. You only have one first year. Maybe there's a thank God in there somewhere, but um, it's really an accomplishment. It really is. Uh, how long did it take you to start feeling confident in the classroom? I still feel pretty out of my depth at times. So look, Stuart, I just explained it to someone. I did it. I did a, a email to someone today and brought it, broke it down like this. If you are new to swimming and you join a swim team even though you know how to swim right like you you can you're not going to drown in the water but you join a swim team think about all the other people that are veterans on the swim team they can they know different strokes than you do they can go backwards forwards they're faster they can hold their breath longer they know little tricks they can do that weird little flippy thing at the end of each lap that i still can't do and i just have to stop at everyone and keep going and it's kind of silly but anyway i feel like i'm gonna hit my head on the bottom of the pool um 
all of that stuff is stuff you learn as you go. And so you are new to the swim team. So next year will be better. This, this year, you had no point of reference, right? When you're a first year teacher. The second year, you know how to start off stronger. You know the things that you really, really like did, had a really difficult job at in the first part of, of the year. And so it's about building on those wins and then not being afraid to look at the failures and really face them. I think what I would do this year is this summer is first of all, it's going to take two weeks uh, after it took me, it takes me about two weeks every year to really get out of school mode where I'm not literally waking up and thinking about school as the first thing in the morning Two, I think take time to just sit quietly in a room alone and think about what your best classroom could look like. Right. And you can do this with music also. Sometimes I just like put on music and whatever it is that I'm doing, whether I'm going to go give a talk, whether I'm going to run a race, whether I'm going to take my family out for the day, whether I'm going to go have a conversation with someone that's slightly uncomfortable, whether it's a lesson in school that I'm going to do, I sit down and I think through it as to like, what is the best possible outcome that I can get from this? Because I think too often, especially teachers, we think of the lesson in terms of who's not paying attention, who's not going to do the work, what do I do when these kids don't like it? Oh, this kid's going to hate this lesson because I'm doing this new weird fun thing. So what have you thought about in terms of what if everyone loved it? What if the kids liked every moment of it? What would that actually look like? That's what I would spend some time thinking about. Um, and, and, and that's, that's that. So I think uh, that's my best piece of advice, but look, man, congratulations on, uh, on your first year. That's, that's huge. And I remember at the beginning of my first year, just wishing it was over so I would have that under my belt. And then I did. And it felt like really empowering to go back that next year. And when do you see, like when you go back next year too, the students you had this year that are stoked to see you again, they'll see you in the hallway or whatever. And like how much they're going to love seeing you on there. Uh, this isn't a question. Um, I'll just jump to one real quick and then tell me if I missed anything. Uh, Kimberly is asking, what do your students have to read for summer reading? Oh, I forget what our summer reading list is. It's all college placement students, which is like average level, um, is have to read one book. Uh, the, the AP or the honor students have to read two books, but I don't know what the other books were. I know I'm reading the Michelle Obama autobiography this summer. That is like, I signed up to do that so I could talk with the students about it when we go back because they have to do a project, but they also have to do like a, uh, like a coffee house talk. So like we all get put in different rooms, we sit together. And so anyone that read that book will sit with me and we'll have like a conversation about what we read. And it just helps kids to practice like the art of like talking about things in depth and what did you read? What did it mean to you? What what do you think is going to happen next? Like all, all those sort of leading questions we, we lead kids with in class. But what does that look like in an informal setting? We're just kicking it, having some snacks, drinking some tea or whatever, and just chilling and having a conversation. It's really great. So and then I forget what my other book is. So all of our teachers have to read a book in the summer. And we're really focusing on race this year and what is it because the majority of our teachers are are white and we teach primarily african-american students so what 
like diving into that a little bit more into like terms of like, what is it like to teach someone who comes from a different space, who looks different than you is a different gender than you like trying to, with the idea of, of the way I'm framing it anyway, is like, I can never know what it's like to be you, but what do you wish I did know? And that's how I'm I'm framing my study this summer about that. So I'm reading, I forget, I can post it later and and not put it on Instagram or something like that. We got buddy. Are you good with this or do you need me to look something up for you for this, for whatever you're writing down? Uh, oh, oh my, I just sent you an email today also. Awesome. Um, so Upmahans is asking, where can you get free materials to prepare for the praxis? All right, another question I don't know. But if anyone on here knows, that would be awesome. And otherwise, Upmahans would say go to the Facebook uh, group, which will be linked in the description box or you can just go on Facebook and type in real rap with Reynolds teacher talk and you can ask in there and I'm certain that people will send you free stuff. Last one. Got it. Uh, will, will, I will never say your last name because I'm not good enough at saying names, but, uh, I will, I will answer your question. Will is asking, I'm, I'm student teaching us history this summer. How do I best respond to questions such as what's the point of learning all this or how do I, frame the lessons to keep the questions from popping up. I think that, look, first of all, I think when students ask that, instead of like, and I'm speculating here, I have no idea what your take is on this, but instead of getting nervous about it or not knowing what to say, I think telling kids like, that's a great question. Like you should ask that about everything you learn in school. What is the point of learning this? Because even in your life, I I constantly ask myself, what is the point in doing this? And if I don't have a good enough answer, I don't do that thing anymore. Like if I didn't, if I didn't, like I don't brush my teeth because I have to. I just know the reason behind why I brush my teeth. I don't like exercise because I have to. I just know the benefits of, of exercise. And so that do it. So for each lesson that you're doing, right? So I music doesn't have words. If it's just beats, like if it's hip hop beats or if it's classical music or jazz, there's something about that that does not without words helps them to focus and and hone in on what they're doing. So I know why. I know that you shouldn't be talking in class. Why? Because it distracts some other students. And we are a community here, not just individuals. And so if your talking is going to bother someone else, I just think that that's a nice thing that you can do to show kindness towards your fellow classmates so that they can get done what they need to get done without listening to you talk. Um, why do we come into class and get to work right away? Why do we have to read every single day? Why do we have to write all the time? Why do I have to answer with eight sentences instead of just five? Like I have reasons why for every single one of those things. And as a student teacher, you're not maybe ready for that yet, but it's worth thinking about even when you're creating your lesson plans, like why are we doing this? And then you can get in front of that sometimes by saying, look, this lesson might seem stupid. It might seem boring and it might seem, you know, weird, but let me break it down to you as to why we're doing this. The core curriculum cannot be the be all end all as to why we're doing this. Getting into college, taking the SAT cannot, unless it's an SAT prep class, that cannot be your only reason for telling kids why they have to learn stuff is the test. You have to create some deeper meaning to that. And look, and you can do that with just about anything, but 
if you're struggling with it, you know, you could Google it, you could send me an email, you could go on the teacher talk thing on Facebook, like whatever. But like, um, it's, it's a really good way to, to answer that. So I think it's worth saying like, that's a really great idea. And if you don't have an idea, say, I'm not really exactly sure how to break that down right now because I need to get through this lesson, but I'm going to note that you asked that and I'm going to come in tomorrow and we can talk about it. Or you know what? Hit me up after class with that. Cause sometimes students try and do that to deflect also like, what do we even have to learn this for? What they want is for you to go down the rabbit hole of nonsense so that they get you talking about something else. So it's like, that's a really great question and I will answer it, but I need to get through this first. So if we don't have time at the end, just stay back for two minutes. I'd be happy to break it down for you. And then that's it. Then you just deflected it. And you don't even have to talk about everything. Um, that also works when you don't know the answer to something a kid asks you. So they go, what is a dangling participle? And you're like, shh. I remember learning about that in college, but I don't, I haven't dangled a participle in a while. So I don't know. So say, that's a great question. I got to get through this though. And then I'll look it up or, or we'll talk about it. Or it's a great question. Why don't you look it up? Cause that's what my parents always used to do. Your parents ever do that? It's a sneaky ass move, man. And you always just thought they were trying to better your learning. But now as an adult, you're like, they didn't know. They didn't know the damn answer for that. Um, Carl Beatty is saying, we are getting more electives next year. No, so hope oh. I can't move up if there's nowhere to move up. Oh, 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 my bad. Chris Chong. Chris Chong is asking, I am sorry, other dude that I was just answering. Um, I'm not very strong with the subject material in some of the courses I will be teaching next year. Other than the obvious obvious of learning the material, do you have any tips on faking it till you make it? Chris, I think as long as you are a step or two ahead of your students, you're good. But you don't, so look, let me tell this story. <clears throat> when I was student teaching, there was a kid. His name's Brett Miller. Brett Miller, I know you're still out there. I'm putting your whole government out there, buddy. Now he does like the news in Atlantic City or something like that. So if anyone's down there and you know Brett Miller, let him know that he almost ruined my life. I went, I got free tickets to go see a YouTube concert when I was in college. And at that time I was like real really want to see you two because I just felt like they were one of those bands everybody should see. I go to the concert. I do not prep for the next day as much as I should. I stay out way too late. The traffic is crazy getting out of there. I don't get home to like one o'clock in the morning and I have to be at school at six. I show up and I remember we were talking about, I was questioning the kids on the reading from last night, which I did not finish doing. And at some point, Brett Miller caught on to the fact that I did not know what I was talking about. And so he started asking me questions about the book and what this meant. So it said on page 162 that this happened. Why would the writer do that? These should be questions that any literature teacher would be like, oh, my God, someone read the book. And now I can talk about it at in, in, in depth and it's going to be amazing unless you didn't prepare and your cooperating teachers in the room and you look like a jackass freaking brett miller almost ruined me i thought i was gonna throw up in the middle of that class and i remember walking out and mr z my cooperating teacher he goes well i guess you'll never do that again won't you and i was like nope for the rest of my life i'll be prepared for everything i remember that day i remember when yeah. you came home i went to punch brett miller in the face that day uh, and then the funny part is he ended up being like one of my favorite kids, like when, like later that year. But uh, I think as long as you stay 
a little bit ahead of the students, you'll be just fine. Like, and then it's, it's a lot of learning while you're going. I still do this. Like last year I taught Julius Caesar for the first time. And I mean, that, that play has been out for 500 years. There's no way I can consume all the information and all the cool stuff that there is to know about and all the nuances and where Shakespeare got his idea from and how, what the real story of Julius Caesar was compared to this. It's too much stuff to learn. So I think learn as much as you can and then just be a a few steps ahead of the students and you're fine. What do you got, buddy? Drink this coffee. Yeah, Carl gets a chance to get his question answered. All right, Carl, here we go. I'm going to tell you I'm not a natural planner. How can I make better curriculum when I'm absolutely stink at planning? I dread it. It's sometimes, uh, is that normal? Yeah, I just think that some people are good at stuff and others aren't. I am a decent planner. I'm, I'm really good at ideas. I'm really good at coming up with fun things to do, relevant things to do, ways to capture students' interest. When it comes to sitting and writing everything out, I am I suck. It makes me overwhelmed. I get frustrated. Um, it's the same with organization. I'm pretty good at organization. She's awesome at organization. So I think what I'm going to tell you is what I do. When I need something organized, I bring my wife into school and say, this is bothering me. I want it to be better organized. Can you help? And then she's just like, oh, okay. It's like, I don't cook so well. I can cook enough so that I don't die. But like, if I want something good, I have to ask someone else for help. I would consider asking someone for help in how to do that. So that could be your plan mentor. Yeah, it could be like your curriculum specialist in your school or your department head in your school. I know both of them have helped me with planning stuff before. Um, My department head, my former department head, uh, Randy, used to drive to school with me. and We would talk about how to plan. I think some of it, look, there's going to be a fine line where you're going to feel like you don't want to seem inept at your job, but you also don't want to be so invulnerable that like you don't, you're afraid to ask a question about that. So I would consider asking someone um, and and trying to figure that out. And maybe someone on here knows how to organize and, and plan things out really well. And they're like, oh, I love doing that. Let me help you out. So right now I'm working on um, some top secret projects with some other YouTubers, right? That will come out like some of that will come out later this summer, some of it later this year. I'm great at ideas. I'm great at talking things out. I'm good at logistics, but like keeping a Google doc and, and really recording everything we're talking about, not my jam. I talk too much to be writing everything down. So, but they are awesome at it. And so we have these really comprehensive, clean, neat notes all the time. And I'm the one just kind of spitballing ideas and crap all the time. So yeah, I'm not good at planning the wedding. I'm good at making the wedding fun. Which one's more important? Not really sure. That was a good. I like that metaphor. Felt good about that. What are you asking me? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's a great question. No, I will ask them that. Um, look, I have a quick question for everyone else. Also, what is it that? And this is. Purely, so I put it, I put this out on Instagram the other day and I'd really love to have your feedback on it. So if you would take like two seconds and just answer it. Um, you need to link it in your um, description on Instagram so that like lives. It is. No, it's not. I'm going to go check. Anyway, ask me. Okay. So I'm, I'm wondering what are folks looking for in professional developments, right? I know that 
professional development in my school, and I don't care if anyone's watching this, it sucks every year. It's like, <laughs> it's always geared towards newer teachers because we have such like such high turnover at our school every year. And because there's like, uh, there's j- it's just like such a, it's, so we, mark, we, we create things that are for first year teachers all the time. I'm wondering what you all are interested in, in terms of PD, like what would make you excited about that? So you could do two, one of two options. You could leave it in this um, bio. There's a thing called teacher survey. It literally takes three to five minutes. It's just multiple choice. You're just touching little things and moving on. Um, and it's super short, but it's going to give me, and I'm, this is something I'm talking about with uh, the letter classroom and uh, pocket full of primary that we're working on as a team to, to help like YouTube channels, like figure out like what we want to do this summer, like what's going to best help people. Cool. Yeah. Got any questions for me? Mm-hmm. I got answers. Otherwise I could just answer things that no one's asking. Is that guy still, now he's washing his car in his underwear. Gosh. It's like a bad 80s music video out there. I would close the shades if we can see the light. This is like bad teacher, but the underwear middle-aged guy version. Okay. You never saw oh, a bad teacher? Oh, no. no. In terms of the dog. Oh, that's our star daughter. I thought the dog was going to start barking. Uh, who's Colin I'm doing? Yes. Colin is asking, hey, CJ, I'm not only starting a new at a new school in – Medellin, Colombia, first of all, awesome. Um, next year, but I'm also teaching AP physics for the first time in my five-year career. Have you any suggestions on where to start? I do this, Colin, I, I don't, because I don't teach AP physics, but the woman that I teach with uh, that runs our science department, Miss Cho, is awesome. She knows tons of great stuff. She's one of those teachers that gets there super early. She stays later than everyone else in the building. Um, she is just amazing. If you email me uh, and just put like, remind me of th- that I said I would do this, that I would hook you up with Miss Cho. I'll forward you her to her, and she will. I'm guaranteed will help you out with anything that she can, like putting you on the right tree track this summer. So that's what I would do. <coughs> um, with regards to specific like subject material, like she'll be able to help you out with that. So, um, and that is just about. That's like literally just about as good as it gets like it's cho because she's awesome um what are we doing bonus fiddle is asking that's such a crazy name bonus fiddle is asking how do you refuel for the summer during your summer break so this summer is different um what maybe our kids went camping and now we are finding ticks on things in the house. And that's not fun. We live in the city. We don't deal with we don't deal with ticks. So anyway, um uh what do I do to rejuvenate? So this summer is a little bit different. My wife uh left her job to work on our on our side business, like all this, like the YouTube stuff's not only the only thing, but it's like it is the mentoring piece, it is the uh, speaking engagement piece. So like, and writing the book, like, so my wife quit her job so that I can really, really focus on that stuff this summer and not be like caught up in just like splitting my time between dad world. So the one I'm doing dad stuff, I can just be doing dad stuff. And then the rest of the time I, I can work on the business. 
Um, so that's not necessarily rejuvenating. It's fun. Like, and it's like, but it's work. It's still a lot of work. It's still a lot of emails, still a lot of stuff. Uh, the stuff that I do outside of that is I'm still running every single day. Um, I ride my bike several times a week. I last summer I swam every morning. So people meet at the swim club before it opens every day at five 30 AM. And I was going and doing that. And then I make sure that like, I have, I have to literally make sure that I do this to slow down and do stuff. So like, whether that's take a nap or just watch a show, like I am, I'm not a chilling kind of dude. I don't do chilling. Well, I, I do working well. So the, in the summer, it's like, I can watch 20 minutes of uh, like some show or whatever is fine. Like while I'm eating my lunch or like making sure I'm spending time in my garden doing gardening. Cause that's my favorite thing in the world. Um, it's, it's doing stuff like that, making sure I'm spending time with my kids, but I'm honed in, like I'm being mindful of that, but th- that's it. And then we spend a lot of time at the beach in the summer. We go there a lot. Are you freaking out? Now? Yeah. Not, the tick. not the woods, the beach. Because beach. Cause there's, there's no ticks, ticks down there. Oh, it was like a, like as small as like a pinhead would be. That was a total Lyme disease tick. I burnt it. Burnt it? Uh-huh. And it popped. So I killed that sucker. I don't hey, even we're pacifists. Now you're lost because you're out there killing insects. This, okay. is, a, this is a weird life. I feel, like <laughs> I feel like I woke up from a nap. We're like killing ticks. I don't know what's going on over here. Uh, I know. I know. It was gross. You now you're all drunk. backed up. Um, it's terrible. Kill ticks dead. I did. Kill ticks dead. Um, Our daughter had one on her ear, like on the back of her ear. It was like one of the big ones, like a bigger one, but it was awful. I know. She was freaking out too. I didn't want to tell her that was a tick either. I just wanted to get it off and then I was going to tell her it was a tick. Uh, so Will is, is saying, are there other teachers on youtube that you recommend nothing against you but i've watched all your videos already so no that's fine well like one of the things i love about being on youtube is like i just think it's a community of people that are doing this stuff together i think letter classroom puts out really worthwhile stuff i think and look here's i run the risk of like not mentioning someone right now because there's a lot like when we started there were a handful of us online uh but now there's a ton of us online I think um, one of my favorites is Miss May. One fab teacher is what her YouTube channel is. And she doesn't make content anymore, but she she has some stuff on there that even though she's teaching first graders, it is completely relevant to the rest of the world. Like she just puts out good stuff. I think Megan at Too Cool for Middle School puts out a lot of interesting content. Um, Michelle from Pocketful of Primary, who else stands out as like, that I'm just thinking of in terms of like, so if you're teaching high school, that's, there's not a lot of high school people out there. No, the caffeinated caffeinated classroom does high school and, uh, and Kafupal land life in Kafupal land. That's high school, but she's in Australia. So that's a little bit different. Um, yeah. So those are the ones that I think of like off the top of my head. Um, Bond with James if you're a science teacher. Oh, yeah. Bond with James does science and he's high school also. So he's a good one to check out for that as well. There's only a hand, like literally a handful, I think. Yeah. Less than a a little handful. Not even like a big handful. I don't know. Oh, is that the one that 
YouTube that you would recommend? Yeah. <laughs> I love nothing against you, but I've watched all your videos. Sorry if I'm late to the game. Did we already laugh about that? We did. Oh, we can do it again, ready? No, uh, I was distracted uh, uh, <laughs> by the tick. Um, someone said, what are you teaching? Uh, playing to the blind card is asking, slightly yeah. random, but when your book comes out, will it be available in audio format? I would love to read it. Uh, I, you know, I've, I've thought about that. I don't think I don't think anybody else is doing no. audio books for their teacher books. How do you do? I wonder. We're gonna look I will into literally that. sit here and read it as a live feed. And then I will story time. Like story. Here's a six-hour Reynolds video of me reading a book during a live stream, and then that's it. No, I think that's what your live stream turns into. So everyone has to tune back in. No, then nobody will buy the book. I just read it to them. Um, no, not everyone likes audiobooks. I like I like having both. Yeah. Like to be honest, like. So I started reading Kevin Hart's audiobook and I've been reading it, but then I've really been wanting like a real copy because there's you want to like underline things and highlight stuff and make notes to yourself or stop and think. And it's not always easy in the car to like hit pause, like it, as easy as I'd want, because you know, I'm busy driving. And uh so I, I I find that I want both versions. Yeah. I wish when you bought one, you got the other. It's like when you buy a Blu-ray, you get a DVD, DVD for the other. Anything else? Um, Want me to sing? No. I'm going to have to go and read all this. I believe the children yeah. are our future. There's our neighbor. Oh, wearing hey, does anybody, do, um, does anybody do any basic editing? <laughs> oh, you're just asking all yeah. the questions. Yeah, well, we need someone. Why not? I just want to put it out there. Well, yeah. Okay. All right. Look, and then are we done or what? We're at no, an hour. I'm going to look for another question. Okay. So we'll see if there's any last minute questions. Look, um, I've already asked two other things. I might as well ask this. We are looking for someone that can do basic editing to turn these live feeds into podcasts, which is something I've been trying to do, but it's like, just I just don't, don't have, have time for it. Like there's just literally not enough hours in the day. Um, and so if you saw my life, you'd see why it's like that, but that, that's what I'm wondering. So if you're into that, or if you know somebody that's into that. I do remember seeing your comments um, and I wrote them down. So I have them written down, but I didn't see an email come through. In the homeschool? Yeah. I, I didn't see anything. Did you? No, but I'm going through emails now. Like I'm, like so I'm I might clearing find it. Yeah. in the next two days, I'm we're clearing my inbox. Okay, I think that's it. That's it? Cool. That's it, gang. Look, we're rated right an hour, which never happens. Look, real quick before you go. For those of you that are done school, I really hope that you enjoy the summer. And if there's anything I can do to help, um, please let me know uh, in terms of like getting ready for next year. And for those of you that are not done yet, if there's anything that we can do, please hang in there. I hope that you have a great rest of your year and that like I know how it can be. And I really hope that it's the best ever. Um, and if there's anything I can do, I'm off. Shoot me an email. I'll try and get back to you as quickly as possible and help in any way that I can. And that's it, folks. I hope you have a great evening. Peace.